The Consumer Toolbox is a key source of information, providing consumers with the tools they need to gain and keep control of their consumer empowerment. Each year, consumers lose millions of their hard-earned money to scams, fraud, identity theft, or unfair and deceptive business practices. It can happen with a simple telephone call, an email, letter, or text, which may seem authentic or legitimate, and the consumer reacts quickly and provides their personal, bank, or credit card information. You see, it's instances such as these when education is the best prevention. For this reason, Milagros brings to you the Consumer Toolbox. These days, it seems that whenever I turn on the radio or TV, tune into satellite radio, skim through the local newspaper ads, all I see or hear are advertisements for debt relief and credit repair. Now, there's literally no relief in sight from all of the ads, unless, of course, I tune or look the other way. Which brings me to the topic of this podcast, when debt relief becomes yet another debt. Welcome back to the Consumer Toolbox. I'm your host, Milagros. The ads are basically everywhere these days, as I said, and I'm sure some of you may find them to be catchy. But catchy may be a problem, though, for those of you who don't understand how debt relief or debt consolidation services work. But before I move on, let me just say that most of what they do offer, you can do for yourself. Now, this past August, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York reported that consumer credit card balances now stand at $1.3 trillion. And yes, I did say trillion. That's a 16% increase from 2022. Most of their debt is believed to have been accumulated post-pandemic. Now, let's not forget the current high interest rates on credit cards, car loans, and mortgages that we're all facing today. There seems to be no relief in sight at this time. Now, let's get real. For instance, if we combine that with the high cost of food and utilities, it leaves us financially drowning, especially if we live paycheck to paycheck, which, by the way, is reported to be about 61% of consumers. Yet another alarming number. I'm sure you would agree that these statistics are also just as concerning, especially for the average American barely making ends meet on their limited household income with little to no savings. I'm no expert, but I feel that the financial stress could be taking a toll on consumers' mental health and well-being. On a good note, however, recently the Federal Trade Commission returned $9 million to individuals who lost money to a student loan debt relief scheme forgiveness plan. Also, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau entered into a $2.7 billion settlement with a debt relief company who took advantage of consumers with their unfair and misleading telemarketing tactics. The timing of the latter was just before student loan interest rates began accruing interest last month and repayments to resume next month. As I said, these past few months I have seen and heard more advertisements from debt relief companies than I ever have before. I find it overwhelming and would hope that those who are considering responding to any one of the ads 
be better informed before initiating any communication with a debt relief or debt management company. And here's why. First, let me go over debt relief companies. What they offer are various plans to help consumers struggling with debt in exchange for a fee. They do this by negotiating a lower interest rate on the outstanding accounts or by reducing the monthly payments with the creditors. That's if the creditors work with them, of course. Some even sway consumers to file bankruptcy. I would think and hope that if a consumer seeks assistance from a debt relief company, it is because they are not considering bankruptcy, but rather to pay their bills, manage their debt, and maintain their good credit standing, not the contrary. Debt relief companies also negotiate debt settlement with the creditors for less than the amount owed. Now, the intent here is to help you alleviate the amount you owe by reducing the debt faster, all while managing the payments for you. Again, there's a fee for their services, but often quite substantial at that. Here's what you should know before entering into an agreement. First and foremost, I think you need to read and fully understand the terms of the contract. You also want to make sure to focus on how your account will be managed and be sure to ask questions before signing. Know that there are many companies that collect their fees up front before managing your bills. In other words, they pay themselves first before they begin making payments on your debt. While there are others that require you to stop paying your bills so that they can get the creditors to work with them on a repayment plan which means you start off with good credit and end up with bad credit before they can begin making payments or settling the accounts for you. Reading the detailed fine print, or as I often say, find print, may be cumbersome and overwhelming, but doing so may deter you from signing the contract or agreement. Once you learn and have a better understanding of exactly what you may be getting yourself into. An important factor to consider is that missing one payment may abruptly end their services. Moving along, let me now go over the pros and cons of using a debt management company to pay your unsecured bills. Those having difficulty managing their credit card bills or feeling overwhelmed with the amount of their debt often turn to debt management. This is how it works. So the debt management company works with the creditors to get the consumer a reduced interest rate. That's a good deal, I think. They also aim to get the creditors to waive certain fees. It's a simple process whereby you make a designated single payment to that credit management company, and in turn, they distribute the funds to the creditors for you according to the amount that they agree to accept. Now, when you're enrolled in debt management, your credit report reflects that, which means that your credit rating will be impacted. In addition, your credit card accounts will be closed. However, you can always reapply for credit once you complete the program. So just like with debt repair, you may be terminated from the program if you miss a payment. So to avoid any regret, if your credit remains in good standing, 
you may just want to consider a consolidation loan with your local bank or credit union. This is most advantageous for those who have high credit interest rate debt um, or credit card debt, I should say. However, the goal here is not to use your credit cards while paying the loan. It goes without saying that clearly this requires discipline and a lot of it too. If you're one with little to no willpower when it comes to caving to your want or using your credit cards, you may want to lock them up in a safe while you're in the program. As you can see, there are advantages and disadvantages to using third parties for assistance with managing your debt. The best thing you can do for yourself is, if you are in financial debt, of course, or struggling each month, is to meet your financial obligations by not using your credit cards, um, paying the at least the very minimum each month to maintain your credit standing, and also contact the credit card companies and ask for a repayment plan yourself and that they reduce your interest rate. Um, and also ask if you're eligible for the financial hardship program. These are all options available to you, but you have to call the credit card company and ask. It's also important that you establish a monthly budget. Everyone should have a monthly budget. And be honest with yourself. While it may hurt to see a real picture of your financial obligations, it's going to help you put things into reality and perspective. So to help get out of debt, you probably are going to want to consider getting perhaps a part-time job and put your skills to a money-making sidekick or business perhaps. Go to the grocery store with a list, buy items that are on sale, and of course, never ever shop when you're hungry. That's going to get you in trouble. Make paying for your survival needs a priority. For instance, your housing, utilities, food, those are your survival um, needs. And avoid eating out at all costs. And also, I suggest you take a good look at your cable and mobile phone plans and cut back on services or data you don't need. For more tips and um, a budget template, I recommend you visit cfpb.gov or find the link in the caption of this episode. So, in closing, remember that by making simple changes or adjustments, you will be surprised at how much extra money you will have that can go toward your debt or perhaps saved for a rainy day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and feel empowered. Please share your feedback, comments, or questions by emailing them to theconsumertoolbox at gmail.com. So for now, I say stay safe, be well, and stay informed. Until next time.